Yes, indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like, do clouds ever look down on us and say, hey, that one looks like an idiot? Hi, America. <laughs> Hello, world. Okay. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am surrounded by clouds. Uh, Welcome oh. to the show, more God. questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste if you've just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Do you know, every week she sounds more and more like a chew toy that you'd get in Walmart in the shape of a pig. It's very Unbelievable, strange. it's ridiculous. So, snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shocking or value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather created her bucket list today. Four drumsticks, two thighs, two mashed potatoes with gravy. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Miss Morris. Wow. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corrie. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle knew it was a long day at work today when she visited all of her favourite websites and still had two hours to go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. Sat in the corner of the room, chained to the wall, being fed on a diet of bones, stale bread and water, 
Never seeing the daylight from one week to the next, we have Nathan Bush with us. Nathan does not judge people, he just laughs at them. Right. <laughs> hey, that's true, actually. Yes, that's Hi, called Adrian. a paradox. Welcome to the show, Nathan. They are mad, bad, and paranormal. <laughs> I enjoyed our photo shoot this week. Oh, so I have much to fun. say, we yes. took new photographs for we Series did. 3. Yeah. It was based on the late 1970s, early 1980s, when, of course, we were just small little children yes. running around in a diaper. I look gay, I have to say that. Think wow. Depeche Mode, mm. mirrored shades, waistcoat, Freddy. leather jacket. It's a bit Freddie Mercury Depeche Mode right there, isn't it? Yep. I was going for Madonna. Okay, like a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an oxymoron, so we're getting through everything. Well. Michelle. I was you... trying for Tony Basil. <laughs> you were trying for Tony Basil. <laughs> and we all ended up taking the mickey. This is Series 3, Episode 3. On this day in 1822, Haiti invaded the Dominican Republic. World history as we live and breathe. So for the first time on MQTA, we're getting points on the board straight away. I can't believe that. Fascinating and strange laws of the Dominican Republic, in which you should all be experts on. I hate it already. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Can someone hear a distant bell? No, just me. <laughs> Ask not. <laughs> wow. We also bring with us in Series 3, it's a big slippery bucket of cheeky facts. It is the gong of infinite knowledge. <laughs> I swear to God, this gong takes up half the room. This is the gong that Roger Taylor bangs at the end of Bohemian Rhapsody. It's huge. It took three people to bring it into the studio. It's on wheels. I take a run up and this happens. You're doing it wrong. It's very, well, how else are you supposed to bang it? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I can't it's like that. the end of the rank films. Show you know, the rank films where there's a guy oiled up banging a gong. That's going to be Nathan next week. We're going to wow. oil up his carcass. He's going to be in a loincloth banging a gong. Oh. <sighs> in the Dominican Republic, you're not allowed to kiss a girl in front of what? A priest. You're not allowed to kiss a girl. In front of a priest. So when the priest says you may now kiss the bride, what do you think happens next? I have no idea. You've not thought it through, have you? Mm-hmm. You look like an idiot. In front of everybody. I can't look like one. I can sound like one. <laughs> now you look like an idiot. <laughs> I'm not as stupid as you look. Ooh. You're going with priest, are you? Yeah. Okay, Michelle. A goat. A goat. What? What? <laughs> I ain't afraid of no goat. That's right. Um, A goat? Yeah. Uh, You've been ruminating on that for some time, Mm -hmm. haven't you? It is. I was going to say a a video camera. But the answer is a police officer. You're not allowed to kiss a girl in front of a police officer. Mm. That's going to ruin my holiday to the Dominican Republic for sure. Yeah. What special day of the year that we have in America, that we have in Great Britain and the rest of Europe, they celebrate this. We have it once a year. But the good old Dominican Republic celebrate it twice a year. St. Patrick's Day. You're going. (laughs) So on the Caribbean Central American country of the Dominican Republic, they're celebrating the patron saint of Ireland (laughs) two days of the year. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> Got around, didn't he, Sir Patrick? <laughs> Popular lad. <laughs> Michelle, anything would be better than that at this stage. Oh, Independence Day. Independence. And we celebrate that in Britain, do we? I don't know. We celebrate all the battles we get our asses kicked in. <laughs> of course we do. It's Mother's Day and Father's Day. They celebrate yeah. it with America on the same days. Bearing in mind, by the way, that I think Mother's Day in Britain is a different day to Mother's Day in America. It is. But they celebrate Mother's Day and Father's Day twice a year. Twice nice. for each one. There we go. Interesting and fascinating facts. Nathan bangs the gong of infinite knowledge. Very impressive. You don't need to do the actions, Nathan. We're on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> on, you let me on this day in 1891, the first shipment of asparagus arrived in San Francisco from Sacramento. I can't believe you've not studied this at school. Do you not remember the great asparagus shortage of 1890 in San Francisco? Mm-hmm. No. Terrible times. But apparently, I typed in what happened on this day in 1891. And apparently asparagus coming to San Francisco f- from Sacramento was very high on that list. Huh. So they must like asparagus. This must have been a huge event in San Francisco at that time. So for the first time <gasps> on MQTA Radio, no one's won any points yet, rather disappointingly. Fascinating facts about San Francisco. In San Francisco, what is the maximum number of dogs a walker can legally walk and someone's going to end up with some points because 15. the closest one 15 dogs yep <laughs> yes seven and a half in each hand yep or seven <laughs> and seven and i'm going to get arrested uh, <laughs> yes 15 dogs yep. is the maximum number of dogs that can drag you yes. around i'd have a skateboard at that point and it'd just be like dog sledding wouldn't it Yes. Very hilly in San Francisco. You could be up and down with a pack of dogs Ooh. if you had a bone on a stick and a piece of string. Michelle, the choices you need to make in life are now dependent on whether you go left or right. You need to choose higher than 15 or lower than 15. I will say eight. Michelle, the ugly recidivist <gasps> head of cheating ah, ah, has ah. made itself omnipresent in our studio. It is eight. You were looking at my notes when I went to squeeze the lemon. I thought I'd have to lock these up under lock and key. I forgot. Eight. It is eight. You've hit the nail on the head. If you get any more right, you're cheating is where you're going. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually given you eight points. Thank you. I just thought I'd share that with you. I didn't mean to, but this is what happens when I get distracted and I've got the number eight on my mind. Excellent. It is unlawful to carry this food product through the streets. Of San Francisco. (laughs) See what I did there? If it's exposed, it needs to be covered up. If it's for human consumption, you cannot carry this through the streets. Food product, if it's for human consumption, if it's exposed to the elements, to the clouds, looking down, you will be arrested. All I need to know very simply is what is that food product? Cabbage. Cabbage. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed hard. When I first came to this country and I saw the department store Coles, because oh. a coal in German is a cabbage, spelled exactly the same way. I thought that was very funny. I thought it was very odd that there were department stores scattered throughout the Midwest selling nothing but cabbage. What do I know? You're going to go with cabbage. 
Yeah, that's what came to mind. Yeah. <laughs> You're game with your psychic skills. I don't get very long to think about it, so you just have to go with what's there. I tell you what, next week we'll ask Michelle first. Ooh. And then while she's Ooh. thinking about it, we'll go and make a cup of tea and get back to you. Jeez. Ooh, he's feisty tonight. Michelle, what food feisty. product are we looking at? <sighs> or do you need longer? <laughs> she's so mean. I think it's fish. You think it's fish? I thought fish too. Yeah. You'd be wrong. It's bread. But you're not allowed to cycle bread through the streets, carry bread through the streets. You are not allowed to use this. It's your underwear. You're not allowed to use huh? your used and old underwear for this in San Francisco. You've got an old pair of drawers. Washing got... your kitchen counter. You've got... <laughs> All her drawers are brown <laughs> and her bra is grey. You are not allowed to use an old pair of knickers, a pair of panties. The elastic's gone. They've yep. long since seen better days. They've been stretched and pulled out of all recognition. Yes. You're not wiping down your kitchen cupboards and your surfaces with them. Yes. You're going to go with that, are you? Yes. Okay. Look out. It's the used knicker police. You're under arrest, son. You're going to do a diamond chino. Yes. You should have used an old T-shirt. You can't give them to Goodwill. You can't give them. <laughs> That's where I get mine. Give them to wow. Goodwill. You can I cannot give the points away. You cannot clean your car with your used underwear. Hey, I was close. <laughs> when was the last time you drove around in your kitchen? When was the last time? I know. I fancy boiling some eggs. I'll go and sit in the car. You never know. You're not getting the point. <laughs> If you are ugly, if <laughs> I feel as if we started this show on the wrong foot. <laughs> it's, it's getting weird. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. There are more questions than answers. I am your host, Adrian Lee. Let's start again, shall we? With the theme of friendship and love in abundance, in buckets around us permeating us through the process of osmosis to make us all cheerful and happy. Wouldn't be as fun. If you're ugly in San Francisco, you are not allowed to do this by law. Where? In San Francisco. No, like in public, private, what? <laughs> Give me some more parameters so I can narrow so my clue, answer. So you know if you can go there or not. Yes. And if you're going to San Francisco, be sure to wear a paper bag on your head. You're not allowed to do this in public in San Francisco if you are ugly. This law was passed in 1867, by the Ooh, way. Ooh, blow a kiss. You're oh. to a policeman. Yeah. Dangerous times. Or a police horse. If you're ugly, you're not allowed... This show's very specific, isn't it? <laughs> Let me just go back and recap for those that are slightly slower. You're suggesting to me that in the city of San Francisco, on the west coast of California at the top there, you are suggesting that due to a law passed in 1867, if you are ugly, and we haven't determined whether you are or not, you are not allowed to blow a kiss at a horse. Or a police officer. <sighs> Can we be more or specific? Or give the winky eye. Oh. I've, uh, I thought when I started this four years ago, this would be a serious paranormal normal radio show why am i here so your answer is in san francisco in the hours of darkness on a wednesday evening in, the in 1867 hours of darkness. 
You're not allowed to give the winky eye to a horse if you're ugly. Or a police officer. Oh, well, or a policeman's horse. You always do this to me. It's like playing roulette. Or a policeman's you've dog. Put, you've put your chips on black and red there, haven't you? Yes. Michelle, you've had 25 minutes yes, to think I of a have. really, really good answer yep. that's just going to be mind-numbingly stupendulous. Bartend. Uh, you're not allowed to bartend if you're ugly. Trust me, I've been in Minnesota long enough to know that law doesn't exist. Jeez, <laughs> Can't go back to pants. that bar. You're not allowed. This is the ugly law of 1867. You're not allowed to show your face in public. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing as giving a winky eye to a horse or in the hour. A kiss. <laughs> I really don't think it is. I, I it is. admire your assiduity towards wanting to win points, but someone's got to draw the line somewhere. Volleyball mm. was invented today, by the way, in 1895, and daylight savings was introduced in 1942 in the United Buggers. States Stupid. of Stupid. America. But that was then, and this is now. Yeah. We get to our favourite oh, part of the show. <laughs> it is our mailbag. Yay, Each week, mailbag. we love to read out your messages of support, your letters, your emails. Martin, our regular listener. Yay, Martin! Martin! And good friend in New York. Nathan seems to be particularly fond of Mm -hmm. you. I don't know what correspondence you're sharing with one another. (laughs) He has written, thank you for all of the laughter. You guys are the best. Keep up the good work and keep that guy Adrian in line, apparently. Yay, Martin. Thanks, Martin. Martin. If I wasn't the person keeping everyone in line, Heather's on. Minus three. What'd I do now? Nothing. <laughs> it's been coming for some time. Are you familiar with a game of soccer where somebody fouls someone for three or four goes and then the referee just says, you're getting a yellow card and it's accumulated? I thought that was an accumulated minus three. Mm. There we are. I have to keep everybody in line. Kevin. Kevin. Yay. Hi, Kevin. In Mankato, simply oh. writes, you guys are like family. Aww. Yeah, we never visit him and he owes me money. <laughs> oh, loves you, Kevin. Yeah, we do love you, Kevin. Robbie in Minnesota has posted. Hi, Robbie. Hello. She's written again, very simply, I love you guys. There we go. Short Thank and sweet, you. Just like Robbie. Kevin, a new Kevin. There's a lot of Kevins about, isn't there? Oh, another Kevin. Hi, other Kevin. New Kevin. He's a new member to MQTA, and on Facebook he has written, What I love about your show is how you make each other laugh. Uh, yeah. You don't sweet. make me laugh ever. <laughs> I knew that was happening. I knew you were going to set me up <laughs> for failure. I think I'm funny. I think I'm funny. Unbelievable times. I have to say, very rarely do I read out an entire email or message. Normally, you know, I cherry pick, I pick the best parts. But I'm going to read this entire email this week. This was sent via the International Paranormal Society link. Of course, I am the founder of the International Paranormal Society, intparanormal.net. And this was sent to our paranormal investigation site. It says, Dear Adrian, so good start. Mm -hmm. I was blessed to stumble upon MQTA. Yes, you're a very lucky person. You need to go and play the lottery, I would suggest. After a couple of months of following you regularly, I now believe you have created a thing of beauty. 
If you looked around the room right now, I'd argue with that. With MQTA. You know, I'm arguing with that once, am I? Wow. This is why we can't have cameras in the studio. You have created a wonderfully successful radio formula, and I couldn't be more impressed with what you offer us weekly. I am a lifelong listener to great radio personalities, and you, sir, are at the top. You are smart, witty, engaging and delightfully good-humoured. Why are your nostrils flaring when you're reading this? My mother sent this, by the way. (laughs) Apparently she's now calling herself Kevin and she's got a beard. (laughs) My dad's not unhappy, which is unusual. Wow. He's feisty. I'm full of piss and vinegar tonight. I'm not quite sure what's going on. The entertainment... You and your staff share with me. Staff? We'd have to be paid to be staff. (laughs) (laughs) Look at it as philanthropic volunteering. (laughs) For the geriatrics. Hang on a second. You have to bear with me. The staff are getting out of line. Where's the stick? Stick. The hired help is getting a bit lippy. They'll be wanting votes next. You mark my words. Wow. Don't change a thing, apparently. So we'll carry on abusing one another in the meantime. (laughs) Mm. That's great, isn't it? It is. It makes me humble. Yes. You know, there's many, many letters that I get told, please don't read this out, and how we've changed people's lives, made them happy. Um, I was reluctant to tell this story. We had an email, and I shared it with everyone in the room about three or four years ago um, from a gentleman in Australia, and I'm not going to give any names, but he literally said he was suffering with post-traumatic stress disorder. Do you remember this? I yeah. do. Yeah. And he said he was contemplating suicide. I mean, genuinely was going to take his life. <sighs> and he stumbled across the show and it made him laugh. Yeah. And it said it changed his outlook. And he actually thanked us. He did. For yeah. him not committing suicide. Yeah. That's incredible, isn't wow. it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, just to sit around a table in the, the darkest, coldest parts of Minnesota, having some fun, ribbing one another. Yeah. And uh, just hanging out like we're all in a bar and uh, people in different countries we've never met, we've never visited. Remarkable. If you save one person, you save the world entire. So this makes everything worthwhile, doesn't it? I just wanted to add to it's been very humbling to come across that post, which I thought would get a couple of comments. And it has got this huge barrage of comments on it in regards to the show and i'd just love to say thank oh, you thank you so this much this is true Amazing. and thank you to everyone on patreon for contributing as well Absolutely. if this show is free it will always be free but if you wish to donate a single dollar you're more than welcome to do so for the cost of our equipment the studio costs the cost of putting all of our shows for free on all of our platforms. It actually costs money, doesn't it, to put them on our platforms across SoundCloud, iTunes, everywhere else. And we have used it to reinvest oh, right back absolutely. into the yes, studio. Yes, so. it's not vast sums we're asking for, but it does actually get reinvested to the point where I think we've got some exciting news coming up in the next few weeks about some uh, plans we've got projects, for yeah. projects. Mm-hmm. Future shows is where we're going. But if you wish to donate a single dollar, go to patreon.com. And search for MQTA Radio. And a lot of the people that I just read out are actually patrons as well. And you get lots and lots for your single dollar there. You get to listen to the shows first. There's all manner of fun and interesting things. Michelle's uh, willing to send you some boudoir photographs, I believe. (laughs) 
Wow. Well, actually, that was something that we were contemplating. Wow. (laughs) We were contemplating at certain levels on Patreon. Yes. Um, We may be sending a studio photograph because you like. Yes, I'm sure there'll be prisoners doing life all over the United States of America. Well, then they can love us a lot. Yes. Yes. I I suspect some of them may want pictures of you as well. Who, you? <laughs> yeah, you. Oh, oh, wow, wow, wow. I see where we are. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. I'll lend you my pearls. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I better lend you my wide-angled lens. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> fire tonight. On fire. I love this show. I love this show. If you wish to find our archives, you can listen back to back for four years worth of MQTA. If you're in the gym. On a long journey south to Florida in the car, Scott. If you are in your workshop, if you're at work like Michelle when she should be working and she's on a website, you can listen yes. to MQTA for free. If you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA radio, we're also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all kinds of weird and wonderful platforms I've never even heard of. But we're out there. You can listen to us for free. And if you wish to give us a little orange love heart there on SoundCloud, just show us how much you appreciate the show. I would very much be grateful for that. And why not post that? Cut and paste those links onto your social media sites to show that you are currently listening to us. We would be very grateful. You can join us on Twitter if you go to Twitter. And type Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips, T-I-P-S, for the International Paranormal Society. We have 97,000 followers on there, and you can join all the fun and excitement on there. Most of our messages, most of the notes that I've just read out on air, are on Facebook. There's banter. We have cartoons, video footage, all of tonight's stories, everything to do with ghosts, UFOs, the strange and bizarre, and things that we can't read out on air due to the nature of them being filthy, naughty, dirty, (laughs) sexual. So it's all on there for you. If you go to Facebook, that is more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. We have 6,000 followers on there and we do an extra 20 to 20 minutes of the show in a round called Not For Your Another based on all of those stories and you can find those in our archives as well. We just can't put it out on air on Dark Matter Digital Network because we'll get removed and there'll be hefty fines. Mm. And you can catch us first on a Friday night at 8pm Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network. And why not write to Dark Matter and tell them how much you love the show? You never know. We might be able to do a couple of episodes a week if you write in and ask for that. Finally, if you wish to buy any of my books, they are available if you go to Amazon and search for Adrian Lee. I have many, many books out there on ghosts, hauntings, the paranormal. My book, How to be a Christian Psychic, what the Bible says about mediums, healers and paranormal investigators has got many, many wondrous reviews on Amazon. And that's available as well. If you go on YouTube and search for that title, there's a couple of chapters I've read out for free. Everything's free, isn't it? We're very philanthropic. If you give freely, you receive freely. Yep. The Curse of Oak Island. Oaky Pinocchi Swamp. No. Let me recap the last three weeks' episodes. Good. They found, did they not, on the beach, doing a search with the metal detector, a lead cross. Yeah. A crucifix. Well, it's a cross because Christ isn't on it. That's the difference between a cross and a crucifix. Of course, they found a cross. Yeah. To start with, 
Why didn't they go over the beach with a metal detector six years ago? That's free. It doesn't cost any money. You're not digging anything up at this that This is point. new drift in. It's new. So it's like a foot underneath in the mud, but it's drifted in on the tide. Is it a foot under the mud? Yep. In the hurricane. Oh, yeah. the hurricane brought that in under the mud. Of course the it did. The great hurricane. Yes, I've been a foal. We've spent three episodes where they have discussed, bearing in mind, I'm not saying they're not intelligent men because they've all got good qualifications in engineering, right? But their expertise does not stretch to medieval art and art history. I think they'd be the first to admit that. But despite this hole in their cerebral knowledge, as engineers, they decided between themselves around a little table in a porter cabin that this lead cross was exactly like a cross on the wall that they'd seen that the Knights Templar carved in to a prison wall in Dome in France and for three episodes, they've basically discussed nothing but the fact that this is a Christian cross from the Knights Templar. And they've dedicated a lot of time to this. They even went over to France. Three episodes. This week, somebody came up with the bright idea that it might be a good idea to actually bring on board an art historian who's actually an expert in medieval art. Who knew? Why was this not discussed a month ago? Anyway, the art historian, bearing in mind... I have a background in art history and my specialism is medieval and early renaissance. The art historian, a very lovely lady, looks at the cross and says, and I quote, that's Tanit, the Phoenician female moon goddess of fertility and protection for sailors. (laughs) (sighs) Three episodes of Christian crosses and Knights Templar. And some one of the engineers who dig for a living thought it was a good idea at some point to show it to an expert on medieval art. Tanit, female moon goddess, Phoenician moon goddess of fertility, protection for sailors, nothing to do with Christ. So now the Phoenicians have been there? Everybody's been there. Yes. Indiana Jones has been there. The Phoenicians, I might add, were ruled by King Solomon. Yes. And the capital of Phoenicia, Phoenicia is all around the North African coastline. So you're looking at Tunisia, Libya, all the way around the Mediterranean. So we're going into Turkey and Georgia, all the way round to Venice and Italy. This was the Phoenician Empire. This was the first alphabet ever. The Greeks stole their alphabet from the Phoenicians and Latin as well, of course. And the capital of Phoenicia, does anyone want 100 points? I'm giving them away. The capital of Phoenicia was... Phoenus. Phoenus. <laughs> Do you know, I almost get the impression you're just pulling these out of thin air, but I can't believe that to be true. Nivea. Nivea? That's something my mother puts on her face. No, that's where Jonah went when he got in the wheel. Nineveh. Yeah. No, Nivea's a lotion. <laughs> and you laughed. Oh, what am I That's what here. I meant. Did anyone go to school? The, Why? <laughs> the capital of Phoenicia was Byblos, and they printed the first ever Bible there and spread it all around the Mediterranean, North Africa. And the reason the Bible is called the Bible is because it was printed in Byblos. Well, thank God for that. The capital of Phoenicia. So I've wasted three weeks of my life while they were discussing Christian crosses, and they decided to consult an expert, and within like 20 seconds they were told it was the Phoenician 
goddess Tanit. I just nice. thought I'd share. While we're on the subject, hunting Hitler. Can we have a go at that now? Is that possible? <gasps> this is a show that I comes can't. on I after just the curse of Oak Island. Nope. You would think, and we're on our third series now. So obviously Hitler's very elusive. He's a slippery fish, is Hitler. Mm-hmm. Hunting Hitler. Is it me? Or have the last three episodes been about heavy water in Norway? I mean, why isn't this show called Hunting Heavy Water? For the last three episodes, Hitler's name hasn't even been mentioned. They've been searching for heavy water in Norway. Am I losing the plot? Am I, am I, what's going on in the world? Hang on a second. I'm due back on planet Earth at any minute. This is where we are. I'm in a feisty mood tonight. Jeez. I'm going to cheer you all up by entering the first round. <sighs> that is Ghosts and Hauntings. And remember, what do we not do? We don't do orbs. We do not do orbs. It's important Undo. that you remember these things. <laughs> which is why Morris is on minus three. <laughs> A trio of Eton schoolboys had to be saved from rising floodwaters in Australia after their Scooby-Doo camper van was submerged in a flood-hit region infested with crocodilies. <laughs> Emergency services in Queensland launched a rescue mission after Ed Talbot, 19, and 18-year-olds Tom White and Tom Var were spotted perched on the roof of their vehicle. I saw that episode. The, oh. ca- <laughs> <laughs> the mystery machine? If it hadn't have been for their middling kids, they'd have got away with it. Yeah. Crocodilies? <laughs> Look, it's all man Withers from the amusement arcade. The gap year chums who planned to go to university together in September. See, they shared sexual abuse at Eton together. Pitched up well, after several groups had left the campsite after being warned by locals of the risk from rapidly rising floodwaters and parked just meters from a sign warning of the presence of deadly crocodiles. <laughs> Did he go to Eaton? Which one was Daphne? <laughs> well, they did go to Eaton, so common sense is in short supply. Oh. This is typical, to be honest, of the upper classes, I will say that. Just having a sense of entitlement. We're told by locals that floodwaters were rising and that there were crocodiles in the water. So if the water's coming up to your waist and there's crocodiles around, what do they think was going to happen? The state's waterways are home to saltwater crocodiles, the largest species of the fearsome reptiles that are known to occasionally prey on humans, including one four-and-a-half-metre croc. That's a beast, by the way. Mr. Talbot from Hampshire described how they panicked when they were woken up by the rising water. We were in a bit of shock and panic. We started bailing out water... And they decided to stay in the van, as there was a sign right next to the van that said, Caution, Danger Crocodiles. Oh. Queensland Fire and Emergency mm. Services Officer Guy Bormer said, During the night and the course of the evening, they noticed water entering the camper van, and there was a sign close by that said, Crocs. The sign are not there for general information. It's quite specific. <laughs> there are crocodiles here. Yeah. If the water's rising, why didn't you just drive the thing out? Why did you stay with it? He added, they went to the roof of the van, and it's not until they were seen there the next morning that they were rescued. They had no shirts on, apparently. There there was rescue teams looking to collect them. After we got them back to dry land, they were very grateful. They had a cold and wet night. They got warmed up, and it was happy days because no one got hurt. Scooby-Doo! 
or Scooby Doan. You decide. <laughs> if you go to our Facebook site, you can see three idiots standing on the roof of the mystery machine, surrounded by water and crocodiles. Mm. If you go to our Facebook site, everything's there for you. I shall give myself two points for being very informative. <gasps> Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? Well, I have some fun news. <gasps> oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow, what's wrong with you both? Honestly. Frequent collaborators Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are developing a Ghost Hunters-style TV show. <gasps> yes! Sweet! Oh, love Truth Seekers. That Woo! makes me very happy. <laughs> me too! <laughs> Joy. Uh, It's going to be a comedy horror series following the three paranormal investigators. Peg detailed the format of the upcoming series, saying each episode is going to be an adventure, a potential haunting or something. (laughs) Or something. (laughs) It'll start as a very parochial idea, a very small business venture for these people, but it will expand as a series goes on to be something far more global. It's a language everyone understands, the mystery of unknown. Shaun of the Dead was a very parochial story set in North London, and somehow it managed to get this global reach because everyone understands the language of zombie movies. And it was funny. And it was funny. And it was a parody of all the stuff that had gone before. The same way Austin Powers was a parody of James Bond. And it had Queen in it. Yes. So not to like. Absolutely. Don't stop me now. (laughs) Truth Seekers is one of many projects being developed by the production company co-founded by Peg and Frost called Stolen Pictures. The dynamic duo are also currently in production on a horror comedy film called Slaughterhouse Rules. Yes! Awesome! (laughs) To be distributed by Sony Pictures. It appears the pair are looking to get to a point where all their projects they work on will be through their own production company, though they originally planned on solely producing the films. I wonder if the Riot, their friend Riot, um, I can't remember his first name, it might be Richard, um, is the director of all of these. Mm, really? Yeah. I'm wondering if he's going to direct them or whether so. they're going to work as a, as a threesome again. That's why I'm going. Oh, that might happen. In terms of where the money is being made and creatively... Making episodic television is now no less nourishing than a two-hour movie, said Frost. I'd rather have a lot less money and make a film or TV series and have a great time doing it than put it through a million processes and people you don't know and you don't respect creatively. This is why more rock stars are doing live performances and touring rather than spending time in the studios for the same same that's reason right. of that mm-hmm. process. I shall give you so that's fun. wondrous oh, points. Yes. I will give you two points. Oh, thank You're you. You're now up to the hedonistic heights the great of Lee. minus one. A homophobic ghost lashed out at Ryland Clark Neal and Towie star Bobby Norris during filming for Celebrity Ghost Hunt in an abandoned nuclear bunker. This was the one Uh-oh. they did last week. Where one of them didn't know who Margaret Thatcher was, if you recall. Bobby has since described the experience as very uneasy after a psychic revealed the ghost was also a racist and a woman hater. I've promised not to discuss political issues on air, but I find my resolve crumbling. Who doesn't like satire? Psychic Alex Gibbs was filming with the stars and told the Daily Star, I tried to channel who was there through my guide and picked up bad energy. I could sense the person was male, but was using nasty words. They had very strong views. He was homophobic, as well as being racist, 
and anti-women. It is Charming. true. Well, ghosts, you've got to remember, come from other periods and sure. eras of history. For example, I investigated Fort Snelling, and Fort Snelling in Minneapolis was built in 1823, and it was built to stop the Brits coming down from Canada and retaking the Americas. Yep. So I go walking in there as a paranormal investigator, and all the ghost soldiers basically called me every name under the sun. You know, I've been to very old hotels where the women on my team have been told some outrageous things by ghosts because, you know, back in the day, it was a recidivist lumberjack Wild West town. Sure. And that's how they treated women. So you might have to take on board the era and the period of the spirit that you're talking to. Does that make sense? Yes. Bobby suddenly became the worst affected. We had to get him out of there. He nearly passed out. He felt faint and sick. The psychic went on to describe the experience as horrible and claimed to have never seen anyone so adversely affected. Celebrity ghost hunting host Ryland Clark Neal was the first to pick up on the disturbance within the spirits. The 31-year-old Towie star revealed, I am very spiritual and have always been a bit of a witchy poo. Oh, God. Why not dabble in witchcraft? If you don't know what you're doing, what's the worst that can go wrong? Yeah. What's the thing the I dislike, I've nothing against witchcraft. I've got nothing against other religions. Right. But I dislike the fact that he has to say the word witchy poo. Yeah. And almost make a joke of it because he just can't come out and say, I practice witchcraft. It's almost like when you have a UFO story and it's in the local paper and in the local news, they make jokes about the person who's seen the UFO. There's a sense of using childlike words there, like telly instead of television and welly instead of Wellington boot. And he's mm-hmm. almost made it a childlike vernacular to describe the fact he's a witch because he can't come out in his own thinking and say, I'm a witch. Just see where we are. It's ridiculous. There was a moment I felt uneasy and like I was being suffocated. So I had to get out of the room. Fun ghosts that are horrible or the show is intolerable. Visit our Facebook site. More (laughs) questions than answers. With Adrian Lee, I should give myself a copious amount of points because I'm in a better mood. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? And remember, we don't do orbs. Liam Payne is convinced his baby son, Bear, is talking to ghosts in their Surrey mansion. Just the fact that he's got a child called Bear is sufficient. Ooh, maybe he's related to Bear Grylls. Bear Payne. Yogi Bear. Hurrah! <laughs> Don't smell it any effort, Bear Bubba. Hey, Bubba. Say okay. Is he going to spank him on his bear bottom? Oh. He can't do that to kids now, apparently. Which is why everyone's running right and being rude to one another. Hmm. Yeah. What's the worst surname you could have if your first name's Bear? Arse? Bottom. Bear Bottom. <laughs> and this is my husband, Bear Bottom. It all. It all. Bear it all. He's Bearback and his wife, Helen. <laughs> so I've had one, I think. That's points all round. Oh, really? And that one's competing with that. differ. Me Michelle, mm. we've got a story dying to yes. get out. The former One Direction star made the confession during an interview. Speaking to Sirius FM, Liam explained, I was lying in bed the other day, and he was sat on my knees. He started giving a speech to no one and was pointing his finger. You do wonder, are there ghosts in the room? Because kids can see that. Rita Ora, who's currently on tour with Liam, promoting their new track, For You, wasn't so sold on the idea. However, she said, What the hell is going on here? What country is this? Was she Irish? Yeah. Okay. It's not the first... I got it. <laughs> it's 
not the first time Liam's had an issue with ghouls. Read the next sentence Scottish. I can't do a Scottish accent. Read the next sentence in Dutch. <laughs> he previously told the son. <laughs> Keep going. I'm enjoying myself. No. How the Los Angeles home he shared with Bear's mum, Cheryl, was haunted. Liam explained, we've got a really lovely place, and when Cheryl was pregnant, we were out there in L.A., but we've got a ghost in our top bedroom. Her mum went out somewhere with my housekeeper, and this woman came up to them and went, You've got a ghost in your house. She said, It's a man. He wears an army shirt and cargo pants, which is what the guy used to go around in, and this woman was just some random woman off the street. She described this man to them. It's a guy who filmed the Jurassic Park helicopter shots. He's the ghost in my house. That's very specific. He's called Alan. Nice job, Alan. I've never seen him, but I knew the lights were coming on and off in the house at three o'clock in the morning. How did Alan get into the house? Did he have a key? It's a very subtle joke. <laughs> very, very subtle. No. Only a few people in the world will get that. No. But, you know, you know, you throw enough stuff at the wall and if you don't get it, you know, like Blazing Saddles. Another joke will come along in a second. Right. I shall give you copious amounts of points. You are now on 12. You are Ooh. running away with this show. I'm on four. Heather is on minus one. As we move into the round, that is UFOs and crypto zoology. Kim Wilde says she fears she could be abducted by aliens. Super fans after a close encounter with a UFO in her back. Garden. Wait a second. Alien superfans? This is what she's saying. Mm. Aliens have traversed vast distances across the galaxy in search of early 80s one it wonders, apparently. And our lives in danger. Ooh, I hope they the don't 80s. mistake me for Tony Basil. I think you're safe. <laughs> you're one of the village people. Yeah. Yes, that was mentioned. Yes. <laughs> I just want to say to everyone on air that I'm not actually in the Navy, so be, be aware of that. <laughs> The 1980s chart favourite claims she saw a spaceship hovering near her home several years ago, but is still worried about it today. She said there were a couple of massive lights just above the clouds, going backwards and forwards in an extraordinary way. Quite a lot of people witnessed them. It made the local papers. Kim 57, who sold 10 million albums after her first hit, Kids in America. Do you remember such a thing? Oh, yes. Maybe you Kids just... in America. Whoa. In 1981, <laughs> that's got a great bass line, by the way. Listen to that song and crank up the bass line. It's got a great, great bass line. I'm worried they're going to come back and take me away. I said to my husband that maybe the captain was a big Kim Wilde fan and wanted to know where I lived. Yes, that'll be it. Yeah. I'm worried he's going to beat me up and I'll have to sing Kids in America to him for the rest of my life. That is the least of her worries if she gets beamed aboard a spaceship. Mm -hmm. She said she has not stopped worrying about it since the sighting in 2009. When you see something as extraordinary and maybe extraterrestrial like that, you're never quite the same, she said. I believe they're here already or visiting or watching us. I haven't gone loopy. I just can't stop thinking about it. It's almost like she's trying to promote something by coming out with all of this. When that happened in 2009. You're not think. Yes. Yeah. Just like the other one. Kim's new album, Here Come the Aliens, <laughs> is out next month and will be her first collection of original songs since 1996. A European tour of the same name kicks off on March the 30th in Ipswich, 
Suffolk, where all good European tours start. Yes. No less. That's just wild, or that's just Kim Wild. You decide. Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers <laughs> with Adrian Lee. I do want to say on her behalf, she had the hit, You Just Keep Me Hanging On oh, yeah. and Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. So she's got enough for an EP. So I'm not going to knock yeah. her. I had a crush on her as well. When that song came out in 1981, good looking woman, I was 11. I was full of, full of pupescent juices. Mm. Oh! And, uh, yeah, I, 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 you know. There's so many more you could have chosen. She, go Kim look at Wilde. her from 1981. She looks all right. What's wrong with a woman? Really? Yeah, she had a tight pair of trousers on. Her <laughs> dad was Marty Wilde, who was a very famous rock singer from the 1960s, if you wish to look such things up. A little it's bit trailer there. park. Really? It's yeah. 1981. Everyone had split hens and badly dyed hair. All the blondes in 1981 dyed their roots black. It's true. Wow. Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? And before you start, in the background of you reading this out, I'm just going to call out random countries. And at that point, you need to say <gasps> in an accent the rest of that sentence in that country. Can't do it. I'm putting Captain. you on the spot. It's going. <laughs> UFO attack. UFO attack. Ooh. Slightly scared. Hundreds of birds drop dead in the sky over Utah. Pakistan. What? <laughs> no, it was in Utah. I understand that. <laughs> Pakistan. Oh, a conspiracy theorist claimed the birds were stuck down in the attic after more than 200 starlings dropped from sky. Russian. In, oh, in Utah. <laughs> In the United States of America. Japan. Oh, shock witnesses said bird just fell from sky. Japan. As one. <laughs> you started. That wasn't me. German. I. Don't smell. I. German. As one conspiracy claim, the birds flew into the cloaked object. Trailer Park, Arkansas. Oh, hold on. Kind of prep for this one. <laughs> Them, they are residents of the city of Draper. They were left shocked as pictures of the aftermath began to circulate. Posh, Eng Posh Englishman. Oh, I can't do that. Oh. Uh, no. You're giving me a friend in the town at that I point. I can't do it. Someone who's having a stroke. <laughs> Braveheart resident, Lacey Round. Bell's palsy. I don't know how to do that. What is it? <laughs> I think it's fabulous that Bell's palsy is an affliction where one side of your face suddenly, you know, has paralysis and you can't say the words B and P because you can't form the letters oh. and they call it Bell's palsy. So you can't tell anyone what you have. Braveheart resident, Lacey Round. Hang on, that's Said. George W. Bush. <laughs> Hold on, I got saliva. <gasps> As I was driving, these words were just falling out of the sky. Let's go Minnesota just to give you a chance. Oh, don't you know? Oh. They were just falling out of them their sky. You betcha. Like the leaves. <laughs> it's kind of trailer park, Minnesota. <laughs> trailer park, Minnesota. So anywhere near. Perfect. Duluth, really. <laughs> Ooh, hi, Scott. <laughs> 
Nice. <laughs> Sergeant Dad Carpenter with the Draper City Police Department insists the incident was a freak accident. He said it's one of the rarest things he's ever seen. So a bunch of birds flew into an imaginary object and <laughs> fell out of the sky. Hundreds of them. But I just want to make a really quick note because I do have another story and it deals with the entertainment industry, and I think it's kind of fun. Well, Do it's it. Not prejudge it. You tell us. No, it's and we'll fun. We'll tell if it's fun. We're, we're I, the last commit. one you're, was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Only because I interjected in your story. Not it in the Simon Pegg one. Before you go any further, Michelle snorted twice during that story. I just want to recap and say, if you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, you can now have two shots. Do it. What are you guys' feelings on the new Star Trek movies? I, I like them. Yeah, I like okay. them too. How do you like the Spock character? I like him. Yes, I think he does a good job. I didn't think I would. What's his Zachary name? Quinto. Quinto. Quinto? Zachary yes. Pinto. Quinto. Yeah, that's a Portuguese Quinto. fishing town. Uh, yeah, he's hot. He's he's not interested in you, sweetheart. He's not interested in no, me, he's but not. I don't care. Okay. So, what is it with us having fantasies about famous actresses and actors and film stars and they're all gay. How does that work? I don't know. It doesn't matter the to ones me. You I don't like, care. <laughs> the ones you like aren't interested in you. And the ones I like aren't interested in me. All I the know. women will play swapsies. Kate McKinnon, not interested. Joan Jett, not interested. Gillian Anderson, not interested. Okay, well, let me get this out real quick. You're never going to guess. Do any of you remember the old show Leonard Nimoy did in yes. search of? Yes. That was one of the things that you that got me on this path to begin with. Yes. For me, it was I Ar- know where you're Arthur going C. with this. Clark's Mysterious World was my one. Okay, I have a whole story about this. Maybe I'll read it out next week. We don't have time this week. But Zachary Quinto is doing a remake of In Search yes. of series mm-hmm. for the History Channel. Can't wait. Is he going to waste three episodes looking for water in Norway? No. No. Good. And I will enjoy every minute. Not interested in you, mate. I don't care. Not interested. You look to look, he you doesn't look, have to be with to me when I'm more manish, elsewhere. <laughs> You're happy mentioning that on air, are you? <laughs> well. well, with that bombshell, Heather's raised her score to a mighty two points. We just have time to squeeze in a story in the round that we call The Strange and the Bizarre. It's stories from around the world that are just too fabulous not to read out on air. But don't fit easily into any other category. Coronation Street's Bill Roach has revealed he has some very niche hobbies. Mm. By the way, Bill Roach is famous in Britain. He's 85 years old. He's a veteran soap star. He started on the first ever episode of our most loved and most watched soap, back in the late 50s as a young lad. And he's still on it. That's some job. So he's been playing a character called Ken in this soap called Coronation Street. And when Coronation Street was at its height, you'd get 23, 24 million people watching. It's on four or five times a week. He played a young teenage lad back in the late 1950s when this show first started. He's still on it. He's still a character. That will never be broken, will it? The record for the longest actor in a soap, if he continues, is now 85 or in 2018, will never be broken. Wow. That's insane. It's remarkable. The soap veteran 85 told yesterday Harry is convinced he is actually getting younger. And now the Daily Mirror claims it is just the latest of his wacky claims and beliefs. According to the newspaper, Bill once dreamed of a druid before meeting him the next day and later going to Stonehenge 
in full Druid get-up in 1976. There's no Druids at Stonehenge, of course, so that's remarkable. You know, you go during the solstice, that's a piece of luck, isn't it? Who would believe such things? He also once claimed to have lived a past life in the 13th century as a Christian rebel who was tortured and blocked up in a cave. Mm. I do have a sense that in a previous life I was a Qatar, part of a sect of Christianity who were burned, tortured, <laughs> or blocked up in caves, he said. It's better than Pocahontas, or I used to be a Native American I princess. I thought you said Qatar, no, like the knife that the Japanese have. Isn't it the Japanese, Chinese, the Katan? Remember? Yeah, Katana. See? Okay. What Michonne has. Oh, yeah. See? Japanese sword. Yeah. You've got a vivid imagination. You've been watching too many episodes of Forged in Fire. I love that show. Oh, it's so good. Japanese swords. Samurai. What are they No, called? there's a Katan too. I'm telling you. This is a Katar. Like you bring up some, you know... Oh, a guitar. Bit of bronchitis. Not spelt like the same. Flem? But Is it, it Flemish? It's a homophone, if <laughs> that helps Nobody you. Nobody do it. <laughs> but it also claimed to be able to heal people of something really serious with his healing hands and energy of love as part of a circle of love group in Manchester. Oh, creepy. Can we have a circle of love group no. in Minnesota? I've seen that on HBO once. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> Bill also believes I'll look into it. Oh. Bill also believes people will soon be talking to aliens like Kim Wilde. <laughs> What's wrong with the people of Britain? The veteran soap star credits his belief system with halting the aging process and he's adamant he can think himself young. I've been thinking myself old, so I, you know, perhaps you can work that in reverse. Bill, who plays Ken Barlow in Corrie, says he made a decision to get younger and insists aches and pains, which are normally down to age, are actually caused by lifestyle decisions. Age has no ailments attached to it whatsoever. All your cells renew themselves equally all of the time. If you've got an ailment, it's probably because you've been eating the wrong stuff or living the wrong sort of life. But I love eating the wrong stuff and living the wrong kind of life. Mm -hmm. The body was actually designed to go on forever, apparently. But no one in the history of mankind has worked this out yet, I believe. Hmm. His comments appear reminiscent of the plot to the 2008 movie, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. He puts his youthful appearance and good health down to getting plenty of exercise and playing golf. You don't often get the word exercise and golf in the same sentence, do you? Mm -mm. But it's also convinced meditation, getting eight hours of sleep a night and drinking lots of water are key to longer living. Well, how come goldfish don't live very How long? old is he? 85. Oh, George Burns was much, much better than I him. recommend lots of drink and hot sleep. Drink more water or doing things you shouldn't alter. See what I did there? Second rhyme. Water and alter. Yeah, you suck at rhyme. Go yeah. on. Yes. Drink more water or things you shouldn't alter. Go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, oh, with Adrian God. Lee. Good blimey, Mary Poppins. We now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother, which means you have found us in our archives. So thank you for being tech savvy. Why not share with the whole wide world that you're now listening to more questions than answers? You can cut and paste if you're feeling philanthropic the link to what you're currently listening to on your social media sites. And if you wish to press the little orange love heart that's on SoundCloud to show us how much you love the show, we would appreciate that as well. This is the round that your mother should not be listening to. This is the round where we talk about the week's stories 
from around the world that are filled with filth, innuendo. Well, it's not really innuendo. We're just coming out and saying it at oh, this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've got no one to please but ourselves. Mm-mm. We're not dictated to by the laws of being on air. We're on SoundCloud. We're on the internet. We can say and do whatever we want. Right. Hurrah! Hurrah! Lemonade, dilly dilly. Lemonade all round. This makes me very happy. I have a story here. We're going to Germany. Miss Morris is back on the soundboard. I'm not quite sure what that noise is, but it sounds like mosquitoes buzzing around. I think it's an old-time radio. Old-time radio. (laughs) Well, what better time to talk about masturbation in Germany than old-time radio? Yeah! Do you remember when your grandparents were huddled around the old valve radio during the Second World War listening to tales of masturbation? Fun for all the family, right? Charming masturbation. So that, you can't say it in a German accent. again. Oh, das ist gut. Was in Pfeffer? Meine Hinder, die ist heiß, von Schnutscher. Schnell. So what you're, what you're basically, Liebfrau, Milch, Schnell and Schnitzel. Anything else you want to throw in that's German? Entschuldigung, bitte. Entschuldigung, sie bitte. Fantastic. Ich liebe dich. Zwei Bier, bitte. And we're out. <laughs> Masturbation kills up to a hundred Germans a year. That's actually more than my granddad managed during the Second World War. Ooh. According to a study which also uncovered bizarre ways people have died pleasuring themselves in the motherland. Hmm. One man wearing pantyhose, a raincoat, and a diving suit. <laughs> what? <laughs> what were you doing over there? Out. <laughs> I'm coming out. I got I my raincoat on. <laughs> um, it doesn't end there. That was only getting warmed up. One man wearing pantyhose, a raincoat, and a diving suit, as well as a plastic bag over his head, died in Hamburg after sitting next to a heater and trying to melt slices of cheese on his body. <laughs> <laughs> Hobbies in interest. That's a lie. It's true. I call bunk. He wanted melted cheese on his hamburger. That's a massive bunk. I believe it. Another man in Hull was found dead with Christmas tree lights clamped to his nipples. (laughs) Everyone knows Christmas tree lights. Christmas tree lights never work, do they? Someone get me a bulb. Check the bulbs. Did he get electrocuted? This is like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. (laughs) I don't understand it. (sighs) He had Christmas tree lights clamped to his nipples, having apparently tried to stimulate himself by electrocution. Mm. Forensic examiner Harold Voss said the most common reason for autoerotic deaths was the desire for the ultimate orgasm through depriving oneself of oxygen. Between 80 and 100 people across the country of Germany accidentally die every year due to risky masturbation practices, (laughs) his study found. Mm. This was based on findings that for every 1 million German citizens, there are one or two cases of deaths a year in which a prop or a device was used to boost stimulation during sexual activity. So that's not a hands free device thing mm, that is terrible i'm on fire that, you're on some i love this show yeah in one example a man was found suffocated in the cellar of his home in hess having apparently tied chains around his body and neck according to build 
Paul was present and investigators made the assumption that he had suffered autoerotic death. Voss said the number of similar cases going unreported was extremely high, but that he had only personally dealt with five cases over the last three decades. Do you think his wife complains because he brings his work home? Cases sometimes go unreported because families of victims feel ashamed, he added. Victims are usually men, Voss said, since women were more cautious and don't incorporate so many intricacies. (laughs) Oh, something you want to share, Michelle? Nope. Okay. He said the risks involved in autoerotic activity were underestimated, adding losing consciousness can happen quicker than people think. How many Germans does it take to change a light bulb? Mm. One! They are very efficient, and this is no joke and not funny. Why did you turn Chinese? He's one of those Chinese Germans you read so much about. The axis of evil. So I share that with you. Natural masturbation or strange nation? You decide, go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Ich liebe Deutschland und ich habe es sehr genossen, dort zu leben und zu arbeiten. What are you talking about my button for? Jeez. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round? My lady button. Mm. Your lady button? Isn't she a singer? No. Okay. A tenant at a Florida... A tenant what? A tenant, not David. A tenant at a Florida apartment complex (gasps) is facing criminal charges. Florida! And eviction after he was caught utilizing every machine in the community gym no while being completely naked uh, according to the arrest were affidavit taken. yes he can willy really press 30 pounds which is impressive <laughs> lift yeah. come on boy you can do it you got to do it in sets though that's the problem yeah, it's repetitive yeah until yeah. you you keep doing it until failure ultimately well, police were called Wednesday morning to the Andover Place Apartments in Orlando after a leasing agent spotted Carrie Haynes, 57, working out in the buff. The agent then contacted the maintenance man to report what she had observed. The second worker then went to the gym and saw Haynes utilizing a stationary bicycle. <laughs> While being completely <laughs> naked, which included not having his shoes or socks on. Why? He was, I'm glad he, he didn't free. go to a rebounding class. <laughs> Born free, free as free as until somebody caught me. <laughs> <laughs> if he's doing all the machines naked, what happens to posterior debris? <sighs> That's not pleasant. Come on there. I don't want to know. For the next guy. Jeez. Ooh. We call that Rorschach test. Do you? Mm. <laughs> Why do they always leave their socks on? Look at that. Unbelievable. Oh, that's disgusting. Eek. Mm. Well, asked by the employee what he was doing, Haynes replied, I'm working out. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing there, boy? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> when the worker announced that the police had been called, Haynes left the gym and a landscaper subsequently spotted Haynes 
laying in the grass and <laughs> masturbating near the pond. <sighs> no one's safe. No one's safe. Oh. The fish got it right now. <laughs> An orange county. <laughs> No need to carp on about it. <laughs> oh, God. An Orange County Sheriff's Office deputy responding to a 911 call observed Haynes vigorously pleasuring himself and after handcuffing the naked this? renter, the one inside the apartment complex. I swear luckily. to God, though, look at my forearms. They're like Popeye. Look at this. Can you see? And it's both sides, both arms. You notice that? Wow. After handcuffing the naked renter, the cop <laughs> accompanied oh, drink. the suspect to his apartment. <laughs> two drinks. Where a pile of... Oh, this is terrible. There's a good drink here. It's a good... Um, yeah. While a pile of Haynes clothing was on the living room floor. Haynes. Haynes. For men. Mm-hmm. Haynes. Yes, it doesn't have a label. No, no irritable label. Don't be cleaning anything be with those. No. Won't be rubbing on sensitive areas. No, it won't. Cleaning his car. Nice. Oh, yeah, or his countertops. <laughs> He'll do anything for the crack. Haynes <laughs> was arrested for the incident, exposure, disorderly conduct, and exposure of sexual organs. Mm. Mainly I the think piano. As what? a gimmick, they should do an hour a week of naked, you know, gym work. I think, you know, you could go to. What are those gyms called? You can see I work in the gym a lot, can't you? That I'm struggling yeah. to find a name. What are first, those? first fitness, maybe. Or? I did a story on that. Yeah, Planet. What, naked, Planet naked, fitness. naked gym use. Mm-hmm. Get the Swiss oh, ball out. I'm going to do really? some crunches. Yeah, partner work. That's remember disgusting. all that? Yeah. Ooh, naked yoga. Mm. What's the leg press? We have to squeeze the things together. You can tell I'm in the gym a lot, can't you? I don't know the technical names of anything. Naked yoga. Yeah. We're now going to go from the mountain pose into the corpse pose via the bear. Oh, yes. Miss Morris is suddenly... Naked exercise ball. Yes, she's into the uh, braying donkey at the moment. She'll be going into the quivering guinea the pig. Downward the downward dog. I don't want to be in the You don't want to be in the back, do you? <laughs> no, that would be no. a bad... No, well, he's being held day. on a $700 bond. So if you want to put up some money for mm. Mr. Haynes, the owners of the Andover Place Complex have filed an eviction lawsuit against Mr. Haynes. So he's out of there. No naked gym work for His, him. It's done. Miss Corrie, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not Your Mother? A bakery in Minnesota is going viral after sharing a photo of their latest cake. This is close to us, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Not a million miles away. Just up to the north, which some think looks very similar to a vagina. Vajayjay! Vagina! That's not attractive, is it, to be honest? No. You don't go to the local cake shop and think, that looks like a punched lasagna, I'll buy that. (laughs) Go on, say it again. Vagina cake. If your vagina's echoing, you've got problems. I'm just putting that out there. Big cake. Yeah. (laughs) I like my cake moist. (laughs) Wow. If you're going to go there, you know, fully commit. I like mine filled. (laughs) I like icing on mine. (laughs) Anything, Michelle? Nope. Okay, just checking. Nadia Cakes, a cupcake shop and custom cake studio, posted a snap of what they called a geode cake on social media last month. So it wasn't meant to be a vagina. No. She's not thought to herself, I want a bakery shop. 
feel like doing something a bit different for Valentine's Day. Let me make a cake in the shape of a vajayjay. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have a picture of this on our Facebook site, and there are some very clever comments on it, I think so. There's a lot of people that obviously haven't seen one for a long time as well, I Exactly. The caption said, This beautiful geode cake is available now in Maple Grove. Only one four-inch round vanilla cake iced with vanilla buttercream. $65, serve six. $65, serve six. And it's only a four-inch round? Yeah, man. Wow. I'm not paying 65 bucks for a four-inch round. I'm not sharing it with five other people. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Call to reserve over the phone before it's gone. But instead of getting calls from people looking to buy the cake, the bakery, which was the winner of the Food Network's Cupcake Wars, received some attention from thousands who thought the cake, while quite pretty, resembled a female genitalia. A bedazzled one. Mm-hmm. Soon after the photo was shared, the image of the vagina cake started to circulate on Facebook, with some agreeing that it did, indeed, look like a vagina. I really have an awkward boner right now," <laughs> said Kevin in Mankato. <laughs> oh, Kevin! Oh, Kevin! One person commented on the photo of the cake, while another com- continued to poke fun at the bakery in a comment that said, "Now that's a pound cake if I ever seen one." <laughs> I was thinking when you said poke fun at the cake. <laughs> Poke some fun. Poke. I've been thinking for five minutes about bunk cake, but I didn't know whether oh, to commit to it or good. not. Others use their medical training to assure Nadia Cakes... Medical training? hmm That they did a perfect job recreating a vagina. One comment said, I'm an OB at Partners OBGYN, and I approve this message. Good colors. Nice laying. Accurate. <laughs> yes. That's one of the best ice labias I've seen in a long time. Oh, another comment read, I'm a midwife. That is a vulva, plain and clear in my book. She has just bejazzled. I spent the first ten years of my life thinking a stretched vulva was a Swedish limousine. Oh, God. I've got all day. I can yeah, wait. I, I can wait. For what? For someone to laugh. <laughs> if my humor's going over your head, I'm not apologizing. Oh, it's not over my head. It's not over mm-hmm. my head. It's mm-hmm. somewhere down by my feet. Oh. I've seen your feet. You can climb trees with those nails. You're like mm. a hobbit. Hairy. <laughs> <laughs> if you went walking through the snow, Got we'd have them. a Sasquatch team out here right now. Oh, my God. I love them. Since the photo appeared on the bakery's Facebook, it has received more than 13,000 likes, nearly 10,000 comments, and more than 26,000 shares. Luckily, the bakery has a good sense of humor over the mishap and posted a response to their pervert customers. Great advertising, Mm -hmm. right? Very much so, yeah, in hilarious fashion. In a post, Nadia Cake said... Well, it's official. Our customers are 50% rock enthusiasts and 50% perverts. Wow. In another message, the business expressed its surprise over its customers' ability to find genitalia shapes in cakes. Well, once again, we've underestimated our customers' ability to see genitalia in our baked goods. The company wrote on a Facebook comment, Let's put that cute mushroom cake idea we had in the do not make file. Yes, they've now made a cock and balls as a Victoria's sandwich. Yep. 
The uh, Custom Cake Studio even responded to some comments on its Facebook page with messages that said, What? You don't like the labia pink? After a customer asked if she could get the cake in a different color. I wonder why. Hilariously, Nadia Cakes also posted another photo of the cake with a yellow stream of melted buttercream. Oh, that's disgusting. Oozing at its bottom. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Explaining that it had melted in the shop's window. Yeah, of course it did. Yeah. So we never sold the now infamous Baggioed cake. Baggioed cake. <laughs> yeah. The business wrote, we put it on display in the Maple Grove shop where the sun from the window melted it. That yellow stuff is buttercream from the filling. This is not a joke. It is not staged. This is real life. This is the cake that just never stops giving. Wow. Yeah. And those photographs are available to see. Let them eat cake. Oh, for God's sake. It's on our <laughs> Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. I have the final story tonight in the round that we call Not For Your Mother. Thailand's sex death. Alberto Bivetti. <laughs> 71. Marta bene. Marta bene. Il He's died of a heart attack during oral sex in Pattaya. Pensioner Alberto Pervetti has hired Pornthep Chai, 22. <laughs> I'm not making this up. He's put me off chai tea. And they went back to his room in Tapaya, Thailand on Saturday. The Italian was romping with the rent boy when the pair <gasps> engaged in mutual... A lady boy? Sex. I don't know the details that specific, but he is a man. Mm. And then during the climax of the sex act, the 71-year-old suffered a cardiac arrest at around 1.30 a.m. Patea has been dubbed the sex capital of the world and is notorious for its large number of sex workers. Police and paramedics failed to revive him after Paul Thep called the emergency services and said the death was down to over-exertion. Patea developed its bawdy reputation when American GIs from the Vietnam War flocked to the area looking to blow off steam. That's what they call it, huh? Now the Thai mm. authorities are looking to crack down on the infamous red light district. Well, it's better late than never, seeing the Vietnam War finished in 74. Right. The rent boy said, earlier in the night, the Italian man had called me to use the service. We both performed oral sex, but as he was about to climax, he used his hands to help himself. Just too much detail. He collapsed down on the bed and died. I was conscious and quickly called an ambulance. I'm in disbelief. I can't understand what happened. You're not doing it right. He was I alive. I cannot understand what happened. I have to say, Mr. Dowie. Oh, no, Mr. Mr. Dowie. All right, just one more night. Ding dong. He was alive and very happy and then suddenly... <laughs> oh, me very happy. He's dead. Oh, he died. Oh, he died. I know, it's gone from... No longer here. I understand this. This is the coroner's hearing we're now getting, isn't it? no (laughs) more. I wish I could contribute, but I don't consider myself to be racist. (laughs) Well, that sucks. Or have you got five bucks? You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Well... All good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery. It is Miss Morris, who never got beyond beyond two. Well, we're doing this in a cave. Apparently not. We're going to play 
Roulette sounds. Oh, roulette. Oh, I yep. like it. I don't understand. Roulette is a game played at the, the casino. casino. <laughs> oh, hello, you right? Yeah. I had to put more bearings in my dress in the hem, so it follows me as I walk. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I can't believe you've got a gay button on your board. Yeah. Where did that, the it says Adrian. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of sexuality in this show tonight. Yes. There's a lot simmering under the surface, there isn't there? It is. Well, she was last place and on two, so I can't give her less points. You can't be less than less, can you? I've scored four. And Michelle Curry takes away the resplendent first place prize of $33,000 IR camera Yay! with a magnificent double integer mm. of 12. 12. This is God. Wake up, Morris. <laughs> I am talking to oh you've turned it off great I am God wake up I exist Miss Morris I've been following you and you've been sinful tonight <laughs> oh my god she's catching fire Ooh. be careful as you're walking out the studio it's a controlled burn oh nice <laughs> and I'll practice that on you later Ooh. if you wish to go to our archives, you can go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio because we will be doing an extra 10 minutes now in the studio, probably a little bit longer than that, maybe 20, of all the stories we couldn't read out on air because they're filthy, to be perfectly honest for you. Oh, in a round I have called a filthy one. Not for your mother. So we Dirty. shall see you over there. My gratitude and gracious thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Chaton Drainer, Michelle Corey, Nathan Bush, and all of the International Paranormal Society in Paranormal.net. And all the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested.